Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts Lucy Davis and Benjamin Holden. Just before we dive in today's podcast, we wanted to pay our respects to George Floyd and what is happening in the world right now. Both myself and Ben have a Google document link in our bios on Instagram. It's also on Facebook, which has petitions, it has signups, it has donation links that we have found very helpful and resourceful. We will also continue to share what we find on our Instagram stories and also just continue to share others' stories of what is happening in the world right now because it is deeply saddening, but we just wanted to mention that at the start of today's podcast. The topic of today's podcast is raw confidence and self-confidence and this is something I think we've actually wanted to do a podcast on this for a while and just to give you the actual definition of self-confidence a feeling of trust in one's abilities qualities and judgment now you're just about to open his monster yeah the morning monster kicking off Honestly, the podcast doesn't start until a monster's flowing, I'm telling you. Yeah, literally. But yeah, we thought self-confidence and confidence was a very big topic because there's so many things that actually fall under the wave of confidence. You have body image, self-esteem, effects of confidence, anxiety, what people think, are people going to dislike you and what's happening. The way that we are running this podcast as well is we both popped up a question box on Instagram and we said what do you want to know what are you struggling with what are your self-confidence issues your insecurities and we are going to answer those questions and we have 10 incredible questions today that we know are going to be very beneficial to you yeah I've also had some which have popped up on um my story as well which I'll run through at the end but that'll just be a case of we'll slot them in if we've got time um, I do apologise today as well if you hear a lot of moving around. I've absolutely fucked my lower back home training yesterday. This is another reason why I hate home training as well. I've never had so many injuries in my whole life since I've been home training. Like golfer's elbow, my, my knee's fucked, my lower back's fucked. I'm just hurting all over. Yeah, he's, you know, he's just not in a very good way. But on a positive note, yesterday we did our run, our 1.5 mile run, which you guys on the podcast know we've been aiming for a time of nine minutes and 30 seconds. You'll be happy to know that we both hit this time. Well, I did 2.45 kilometers in 9.39. It's supposed to be 2.41. And, you know, I'm just classing it as 9 minutes 30 because it's basically what it is. What was that, what was that stat that the girl told you about this morning? Oh, yeah. A girl messaged, messaged me. She says she's from the US Army and she doesn't know a single girl who's ever ran it under 10 minutes. And I did 9.39. And I was like, oh, my God. Didn't even realise. But that's all a mindset thing. I'm not a runner. To be it's fair, she, she probably only knows like five people. So You never know. You never know. <laughs> Um, I know you just kicked off the podcast with a self-confidence quote but I also wanted to look at something quite interesting that I was reading um, just a bit earlier on this morning on my notes which was to do with confidence it's basically a comparison between both confidence and courage so this, this states that confidence is a faith or certainty in your ability to do something whereas 
courage is unconditional, whereas confidence depends on the situation. So courage means doing the things even if you are scared. So is that kind of saying, I th- or I see it as courage is the opposite to fear? Because when you're fearful of something... I don't think it's the opposite to fear. I, I, from what I, what I believe and what I can gauge is that courage is that you'll do it even if you if you are scared. So for me, for you to build confidence, you need to have courage because yeah. for you to, people think that confidence comes from, I'm just going to be confident and then I'll start doing... Um, I'll start doing videos or start speaking more. But it's only through having the courage to actually do it in the first place that you build confidence through repetition of doing it. So I don't believe you can have confidence until you have courage. Yeah, no, I massively, massively agree with that. And I, would you believe, used to be the most introverted, self-conscious girl. And I don't know if that's because I was brought up in sports where I was wearing a swimming costume my whole life, where I was demonized with foods and it was... It was very belittling, if that's even a word. I felt very, I felt like I had no self-confidence and I slowly started to understand that your self-esteem and your self-confidence comes from within, not from other people. You cannot expect other people to compliment you all the time to find happiness, which is what I, I think I relied on when I was a swimmer because I needed other people to say good things to me all the time to make me feel like I had confidence and to make me feel like I had high levels of self-esteem when in reality it comes from within yourself it doesn't and shouldn't solely come from other people yeah it's obviously again that's coming through experience of doing something so like we've been touching on there I I think the biggest contributing factor to confidence is action so you're never gonna really develop self-confidence or confidence to do anything unless that thing that you want to be confident in you're gonna fucking do it yeah like how how can you be how can you be confident in doing something if you're never going to do it if you're always going to put it off so just recalling on my own experience like i used to hate doing videos or speaking to camera and that was because i had no confidence in doing it i was like i'll oh, just wait until i'm a bit more confident i'll do a bit more reading that's bullshit the only way you can build confidence in doing a task or Mm -hmm. doing something is by repetition of that exact task so like we were talking about before you just got to build up that courage even if you're scared to do something and take action with it because then that's where comes confidence in it that is unbelievably true and i think we both had it when we first actually started posting on instagram in terms of oh my gosh, like we're going to be judged, people are going to say things, X, Y, and Z. And until you actually pluck up the courage just to do it, you just got to do it. You've yeah, got you've to take got to be... action. You just need to be more um, forward thinking. But I think if you are ready, should we dive into the Well, I was, was going to say what you're saying. Now. You've, you've got to be, you've got, it, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You, you're going to. I think even when you are confident doing something, you're still going to have a, a certain feeling of, nervousness so for example even if you've done something over and over and over again there's still going to be some net like for example when a boxer goes out he's, he's boxed he's done so many rounds he's, he's practiced for hours he's done loads of fights he's still going to have some nerves there when he goes out to do something it just means that it means something to him 
and that nerves having a certain amount of nerves is going to keep you on track and keep you accountable to to what you want to do otherwise you become a bit lazy with it so i think being nervous is just um almost a guidance into to what you're doing so even if you are still confident in that task yeah i agree 100 percent. so with the first question it is how to taper your confidence so it doesn't display as ignorance or come across as narcissistic Mm, big question now this is a brilliant question and narcissism is excessive interest in or admiration of yourself and your physical appearance and this can be due to insecurities and defense mechanisms whereas your confidence like i said before it's from self-awareness and the ability to tolerate and reflect on your own insecurities now confidence instills a personal sense of being capable and competent of things while narcissism encompasses a sense of superiority over others and i've definitely had experience with this where i've thought oh gosh like i don't want to come across where like egotistical or narcissistic but mine wasn't coming from a place where you're so interested in yourself it was coming from a place of I'm very self-aware and I'm just quite outspoken so I think it's understanding the difference that if you're being narcissistic or ignorant I think you'll pick up on it yourself that you're kind of just like admiring yourself yeah i I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because obviously I think what you're explaining there is that sometimes narcissism can help people's confidence Mm -hmm. because they have insecurities. So I think the biggest highlight of that is social media because what you'll often find is, for example, I don't know how many people have been to like expos and stuff or been to fitness events or whatever or met people in real life, which is why some people say don't meet your idols, is because they can be very difficult... uh, difficult very different (laughs) from what you will see on social media so you often meet people that come across very outgoing very spontaneous very happy very confident and then when you meet them in real life they're very different now obviously a lot of people online are capturing like a small amount of their life and they're trying to put across a lot of their personality so it doesn't mean that they're wrong or a bad person it's just that quite often people will big things up or make things look maybe don't know sometimes narcissistic or create a certain illusion of themselves for them to feel more confident and for you to kind of foresee them as confident and then when you meet them in real life they're a lot different person because you can't put that you can't put that on yeah no I I I agree with that 100% and I think you probably need to ask yourself why you're ask why you're asking that question like do you think you're like you and yourself can be quite narcissistic and ignorant or do you actually see it as a confident person because like Ben said this is in a lot on social media and I guess with things like that as well you just need to take things on social media as well with a pinch of salt I feel like it's a very big area huge area social media is absolutely massive now so I think obviously what Ben said there is just completely valid and I'm going to move on to the second question, which actually today feels very real. But oh, God's sake, you can even tell with my breathing, I've woke up with really bad anxiety today. And the question is anxiety and how it, how that affects confidence. Now, I actually want to ask Ben first about 
his experience with anxiety because I know it's not as vast as mine, but you've still experienced it in different ways. Yeah, I mean, obviously for me, I had a real bad bout of it when I was working for the police. Um, and I know I've spoke about this before. And I think, again, it's a difficult question. How does anxiety affect confidence? I think for, from a personal experience, when I was working for the police, I had really bad anxiety. I had been through so many months of training, mm-hmm. been in situations before where I'd made decisions and was confident in decisions. I think anxiety sometimes makes you question the decisions that you're going to make, especially the decisions that I were making, which a lot of the time could affect people's lives um, and how those actions that I took had consequences after that. So I suppose it made me really prejudge myself. It made me question myself a lot more. The anxiety built up a fear of making some decisions. So that directly affected my confidence in decision-making, I'd say. So my my anxiety directly affected my decision-making and confidence in making decisions that I was trained to make and that I had experience to make. So even if you have confidence in something, and that was something I was doing every day. It, it, that's what how I kind of found that it affected my confidence directly. Yeah, do you know what I? I thought you were you were going to say that because we've spoken about it so many times. How confidence is how you can portray yourself, and obviously, what we said at the start, it's a feeling of trust in your own abilities, your qualities, and your judgment. Whereas anxiety is an emotion that can just spring upon you and the way that my therapist described it to me is anxiety is worrying about things that have never happened so you're worrying about a situation that you've created in your head or you're thinking of a scenario that has no evidence behind it that isn't true that hasn't happened so like ben said your decision making becoming like becomes impaired you have like blurred vision you don't really know how to approach situations. You feel like anything you're going to say is wrong because you have that fear of judgment and that fear of worry. And all of these factors, of course, they're going to affect your confidence because you're self-doubting your own abilities. Now, me and Ben have both, well, I'm currently reading, and Ben has read a book called The Chimp's Paradox. One of the and best books I've ever read. Wow, absolutely incredible book. Would definitely recommend it, especially for myself as an anxious person. I found that I'm able to control my chimp, my human and my computer and you understand things such as gremlins and autopilot and why you say certain things. That all probably sounds very weird by the way, like unless you've read the book that sounds fucking crazy. Yeah, so it's just the way that your brain works and the way it describes things and it tells you how to control anxiety in certain situations and when narcissism takes over and how you're feeling confident and switching your subconscious mind and it's just a really really powerful book but obviously the takeaway from that is anxiety is emotion that can creep up and because it is an emotion that happens like I don't know what else it could be if you're really happy happiness and joyfulness is an emotion that'll affect your confidence in a positive way it's just that anxiety tends to affect our confidence in a negative way because we start thinking we are not capable of doing things and I said to Ben the other day he was quite anxious and I just said give him a name what did we call him Kevin 
I think we called your anxiety, Kevin. No, I can't remember what it was. Well, we called... I was fucking too pissed off, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you you associate with that emotion, it's just an emotion, you associate with it, you call it Kevin, so your anxiety is now called Kevin, and they say, oh, not today, Kevin, piss off. And honestly, it sounds the weirdest thing, but it really, really can help your anxiety. And it's something that I found very beneficial, as well as journaling which is something we spoke about in our morning routine podcast which you definitely go back and listen to but journaling and writing things down and writing your gratitude can kind of bring everything back in and it can really calm you down even right now I woke up really anxious like I said before this podcast felt pretty anxious but even just speaking about it now makes you feel less Mm -hmm. anxious you you open up to people and that's just a great way to to go about anxiety and confidence and moving on to question number three which is also brilliant they're all brilliant questions have you ever have you ever had bad body image days and if so how have you overcome it that isn't a brilliant question and I think it was also asked as well because I think when people look at their peers or other people in the fitness industry I think they look at them in a way in a way that they never have bad days they never have bad body image days that they feel amazing all the time because Instagram is a highlight reel and it's essentially people's jobs as well if they are in in fitness they will post things that are positive and that they want people to see I also think it's important to post the bad days which me and Ben also do do but bad body image is a very common thing and it's nothing to do with your body you could have a day where you feel the most positive person in the world you look in the mirror and think damn I look so good I'm feeling good today you could bloat that day and you could wake up in the morning or that evening look in the mirror and be like oh my god I look eight months pregnant I feel like it's just very in your head and it's not it's not really real your body hasn't had the ability to change overnight or in a day because that's where I feel people usually say I feel really low like today like bad body image whereas they don't feel it every day I feel like it just sparks it randomly just sparks in your head I think more so when you're having a bad day you will have a bad body image you can have a bad perception yourself but you can also acknowledge that you have weak points and have areas to develop on like there's with, with bad body image you can have those and I also believe there's nothing wrong sometimes with telling yourself that there's room for improvement on stuff mm-hmm. it's all good telling people oh lovey dovey fardy da you look amazing but if you it's not great for everyone some people need constructive feedback and that's what helps them make a plan and change something for me I've always, since like the age of 13, 14, hated my chest area because I've got, mm. um, I fucking forgot the name of it after I about this. Cranium. Cranitum. Cranitum. Which is where um, a chest bone's quite narrow, so it um, makes it stick out quite a lot. So I've always hated that. It's always been an issue. The point where I probably became most confident with it was when I became most uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah. So I've done a series of videos now on, on YouTube talking about this topic 
And at first, it was so uncomfortable to talk about and do videos about it. But in the back of my mind, I was like, this is potentially going to help other people who feel the same. And like some of the videos that I put on, on YouTube now of this have had like 60,000 views. They've had loads of comments on, um, loads of good feedback, how it's helped loads of people. And again, one, that makes me more relatable to, but two, it makes me feel good about it that other people in the same position, but also that video and that piece of content has helped someone else. So by me being uncomfortable about it, it's helped other people. And it's also made me more confident talking about it, but also looking at myself that way as well. And I still get uncomfortable about it sometimes now, but it's something that I've accepted as just part of me. And the also being perfect. It's just it's not it's not the way that I am. It's not something that you can you can change necessarily if you have those certain imperfections. It's not something that you should feel like you necessarily have to. But I often find just talking about it and really accepting it for what it is helps. I think that was really powerful when you said perfect because I feel like everyone thinks they need to be perfect to 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 feel confident in themselves. Why would like why would you need what there's no what is perfect? is a question how how can you define perfect how can you say what it is no one there's not one single person on planet earth who's perfect exactly and i think just that last bit of the question how have you overcome it i don't think you need to stress yourself with overcoming something straight away what you need to change that word to is okay so what am i going to do to action this how how what process can i take oh, shall I do this? Shall I do that? Shall I look at my nutrition? Shall I X, Y, and Z? And rather than being like, oh, I, need to, I need to overcome this, be like, okay, cool. Like, what can I do to action some steps to start maybe building my self-confidence to working on myself rather than this is horrible. I just need to overcome it. I think you need to kind of look at it as a process and look at it as a journey as well. And I think along that way, it will really, really help you have and understand those abilities within yourself yeah you're always gonna have those days sometimes when you woke up first thing in the morning you feel like a pile of shit you're gonna judge yourself differently in compared to for example me i just had a shower i've had a shave i feel fresh i feel good i put something mm. decent on it changes your perspective on yeah on, on, <laughs> like on how you feel like i'm looking fresh feel good you know i've got the, the new I don't know what aftershave I'm currently using at the moment. I'm not really a. <laughs> You've got a new razor set though. You've got. The oh, I've got my. I, got, I bought. My, I bought a blade for myself. Yeah. Uh, I t- talking about that. Bad days, bad body image days. If anyone could see what I look like now, by the way. My hair. Oh. I I've mean... got. I've got a, a head of. Oh, it's not even ginger. It's bright it's, orange. It's orange. Basically, I'm doing a YouTube video at the moment. I'm a 12 month update for my hair transplant, and. I was like, oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll just dye my hair blonde for a laugh on the video and it's come out bright orange. So I I'm mean, dyeing it again yeah. today. <laughs> I purchased a razor yesterday for 50 quid, ready to shave it all off for when it all goes tits up. But again, I've I've kind of got into a place now where I don't really give a shit as much about what other people think. And I think that is a massive help of confidence. Whereas ages ago, I would have been passing about it what people thought about me whereas now i don't give a shit as much i want to say as much because obviously i think you always still deep down i don't give a shit but still massively give a shit it's it's one of those yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, like hard, a it's hard to gauge two-sided. but yeah so 
again, that, that's another part of it. And I suppose touching on that with it being the 12-month anniversary at the moment of me getting my hair transplant, this was something I've had a lot of questions about, even so this week in regards to self-confidence mm-hmm. is, were you not confident before? How did you feel afterwards when you were walking around of it and it looking like, I suppose, a bit of a bad disaster for the first couple of weeks? Weren't you bothered about what other people think? And again, for me, I wasn't... I could have not had the procedure done and still, I suppose, being all right. It wasn't something that I was I was majorly bold or anything like that. But for me, it was just something that was kind of always there. And because I'm on video quite a lot, I'd always notice myself. So if that made me a happier, more confident person, I took action, did it, and I was more confident from it. So that was, again, just a point of take action with things that you want or that will make you happier or more confident in yourself. You slowly started to come on to actually the next two questions, which to be fair, it's kind of the same question, but it's not. And this is Ben's forte because it is also something that I'm still learning to do. I'm always learning. I'm I'm always trying to better my knowledge and better my mindset. And this is one of the things that I can openly say I have struggled with. So question four and five, I'm gonna put them into one. Yeah, I would I would. Um so how to not care what people think and being okay with people not liking you. Okay. So this one sounds so weird and it was a weird concept to me when I first kind of stumbled across it. But to be happy in life and to be confident, you have to be okay with being disliked. You have to be cool with not being liked. I think Hard. once you can get your head around that, and I know it sounds easy to say, but once you really, really get your head around that, that is when you can be happy and confident in what you're doing because you know that you're never going to be liked by everyone. So you can be happy being disliked because what we do a lot of the time is let other people's opinions massively pull on our own confidence, even though that person will never ever do what we are doing or never take action and never get a result like you're probably trying to get at that time. So learning to not give a fuck about what other people's opinions massively helps with self-confidence, although it's very difficult to stop you from living other people's expectations and being unhappy. So I did a Facebook video on kind of a similar topic, I suppose, with, um, I probably won't go into it too much because I think it's in one of the further questions. But oh, we can keep going with the questions. It's comparing myself to other people on Instagram was the sixth question because obviously, <laughs> like I said at the start, I feel under the umbrella of confidence and self-confidence, there's a lot of topics that kind of intertwine into one another. So comparing yourself to other people and being okay with not being liked and being disliked and things like that, I, I do feel like they all fall under one umbrella so you can take the floor okay with the so question. with um that one in regards to comparing people and self-confidence i think there is a fine line between comparison and being competitive and i've done a video on this this week so it's funny that question's come up because we are often very competitive in oh, things wow. that we do whether right. that's with squats <laughs> deadlifts like running this week we're cooking, we're food, we're competitive. And I think it's good to have that 
friendly competition there. Bear, bearing in mind, I, co- I compare myself to Ben when we're training, when we're squatting, and he is the strongest male, this hunky guy. And I'm like, oh God, I wish I could squat 200 and something odd pa- uh, pounds, kilograms. But that friendly competition <laughs> helps, but there becomes a line between being competitive and being and then comparing yourself yeah because monumentally it's comparison that can lead to unhappiness yeah no massively and I think I already know one of the things you were going to say because I remember when you spoke to me about it is the body comparisons yeah yeah so for example like you have a six-pack like all the time so and I don't I mean if I compare myself every single day to you having a six-pack I would just be in turmoil yeah and just just dreaming forever of something that's not gonna happen like I just don't have that genetic makeup or makeup all the time um I I still have the potential to have a six-pack it just it doesn't bother me not having one Mm -hmm. all the time if I was consistently comparing myself to you I'd be unhappy all the time and obviously I live with you all the time so there's a difference between being competitive like we are with physical stuff and pushing each other to be better and then there's a difference between comparing ourselves if that makes sense yeah that's that's actually really powerful and I haven't really until we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago I hadn't looked at it in that perspective perspective of competitive versus comparing yourself to people you can be a really competitive person I have been my whole life and my partner, Ben, mm-hmm. he is also so competitive. And I think that's what makes us work so well together. Obviously, we have a business together, we train together, and we're also in a relationship together. And with the question of comparing yourself to other people on Instagram, like I said before, I think what you need to remember is Instagram is a highlight reel. It's not somewhere where people are going to constantly post negativity, I guess. It's a space for positivity and what you feel as a person you want to post. Like, I I tend to post things that aren't going right in my life when I'm anxious. I think everyone on Instagram knows I have anxiety. I did a mental health post. That's absolutely fine. But obviously, this question is referring to comparing yourself to those people on Instagram you're comparing to their workouts you're comparing to their physique you might be comparing to their financial status mm. their money their co- you might see somebody with a Lamborghini or a new spec Range Rover and be like oh for god's sake like I hate that person mm. like why do they have that and why do I not have that and you feel you feel sorry for yourself for not having that when you don't know that other person's situation by the way it's not a bad it's not a bad thing that you compare yourself because it's a natural human instinct like when you walk past someone's house you master you you will compare your home to theirs when you pull up to the traffic lights in your car next to i don't know lamborghini i think we spoke about this last week that's a very unrealistic maybe i just keep saying lamborghini (laughs) are you giving yourself that um a secret keep putting yourself things out there you compare yourself to a person's car so it's, it's normal to do but for example, even if I got a six pack that was as diced as Lucy's and whatever, I would still be looking for the next best thing or how can I be better again? And again, looking for that next horizon. And I think we touched upon this last week in regards to being like the inferior, inferiority complex. 
So before we get into that philosophical, uh, philosophical, philosophical shit again, Ben's favorite word. Um, there's a lot that can be said for just dropping the bullshit and actually just taking action and making progress. Now, if you think about your, what is your biggest insecurity? So mm-hmm. that might be your lower belly, your thighs, your muffin tops, your back boobs, your bingo wings, your chest, your underbutt, your confidence. Underbutt, that's me. So now imagine that you were the only person on earth and that nobody else ever existed. So it's just you. Just yeah. so I it just be me. I think we briefly covered this last week, but I want to cover it again because it's so important to confidence. Imagine you were the only person right now on earth and nobody else had ever existed. I think you'd feel How would you how would you feel then? Fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. You 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 don't have anything or anyone to compare to because it's just you. Mm-hmm. You got you got no one to compare yourself to. There's no other abs. There's no one with better legs. No one with better bum. You are you are you, mm-hmm. and you've got no feeling of judgment. There's no one there to judge you. There's no one there to compare to. Like how powerful is that? So if you, I know it's difficult to do, but if you can get into that space of if no one else existed, that I would be happy. Then that's how you've got to pitch. I'm not say going around and pretending you're living in a fucking bubble <laughs> and there's no one else around you and ignore every single person for the rest of your life because that would just be a shit way of living. Mm-hmm. But just try and imagine that. So you're not in fear because you have more body fat than your mate who sits at around 10% body fat all, all year or because you're not as big or phys- physically gifted or as confident as them. Because even if, or when you set goals, and we aim to achieve them. Again, the enjoyment has got to come from the process and that's where we become confident by taking action. Yeah, and I think that brings us back to the... I've, I've, I've noticed a theme within this podcast that taking action is a way to, I guess, help with your self-confidence and to build that self-confidence. And that's definitely how I did it, by taking action, by starting doing what I wanted to do and kind of not overthinking or worrying what somebody else's perception would be of me because if I worried about their perception I wouldn't have done mm-hmm. anything I think on that note comparison can kill confidence because you may look at someone else who's confident and base what is confidence on that so I believe confidence is more of a spectrum. You you can't jump over a line and oh now I'm fucking confident. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a spectrum. And plus you may be confident in one situation, um, but it doesn't mean you're confident in doing every, everything, especially with a new task. So for example, just drawing on my experience again from this, and I know you'll probably agree with me, is with confidence, for example, when we were speaking at IFS event last year, mm-hmm. and you, you got you got people speaking like our peers like James Smith, Jamie Alden, Paul Moore, all really good, confident speakers with what they're doing. They're all confident in the subjects. They deliver great talks. And then we, for me anyway, I'm comparing myself to them and the confidence that they have. That doesn't mean that I'm not a confident person. I'm just not as confident as them. And you can't judge yourself as 
I'm confident or not confident. There's no such thing as this is just a spectrum of confidence mm-hmm. that you have. And again, making that comparison killed my confidence. So if you're comparing, oh, this person's really confident and I'm not, you just, you, you, you're calling it black or white. There's, there's no spectrum there. It's just because that person's more confident than you doesn't mean that you're not confident. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just different levels yeah. of confidence. And and small steps build that confidence. I, again, with the videos, and when I first started making videos, first I'd just talk to camera and then delete the videos to do a shit and just get in a rhythm of making more and more videos. I wouldn't even post it. And then I just edit it and see how it looked after I edit it. And then eventually I'd ask for feedback off other people. And eventually, eventually when I was ready, I'd start posting them. And then I'd get other feedback. And again, feedback's a loop. So then you can create more confidence because you can implement those bits of feedback that you've got back from people. Yeah, I think what some people error with is when somebody gives them a piece of feedback, they'll take it as criticism. And it's not always if someone's nasty and physically saying something nasty like you look like a bag of shit that's obviously not that's not helpful criticism that's just horrible but if someone's saying oh I think next time you could try and do this in your video or oh you've said you don't like this part of your body maybe try this exercise or I would recommend you a calorie deficit they're not being nasty they're just giving you really really helpful feedback and I think you need to understand how to take feedback in the correct way and not always take feedback as, oh my God, I'm being so criticized, I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. And don't self-doubt yourself. People want to help other people. And if you want me to, I can move on to the next question. Yeah, cool. Okay, so. I'm just going with the flow. And there's, there's just, if, let, if they spill into each other, let them spill into each other. We'll just yeah. chit-chat. They are amazing questions and we are thankful for you guys who have asked them now this one's really interesting accepting my errors and failures and being able to move on I love this question because we've been through errors to say the least and failures within our business and I used this example the other day myself and Ben obviously have our my coach school and recently we've just hit 35,000 members which to us is just crazy it's absolutely crazy but I would say around a year and a half two years ago when we set up the website there were a lot of things going wrong and essentially this wasn't necessarily a failure it was just probably the worst thing that happened we hit 300 members and the site crashed and we went back down to zero members it kicked every single person off and that was our error because we'd hired someone who wasn't capable of doing the job for what we actually needed so it was completely our own fault and this is something we've both learned from Gary Vaynerchuk if you don't follow him I'd recommend you do Gary V E E on Instagram and his podcast and he says everything is your own fault when you start to accept that everything you do I'm talking Mm -hmm. everything I mean Ben could spill his glass of water over my laptop and it's my fault because my laptop is next to his water so everything is your own fault and when you start to understand that your failures become positive movements because you can learn from your failures you can learn from your errors because without them, how how do you learn what's what's right and what's wrong? How how do you do trial and error? Mm. I think that's a really important I think thing to take away. Because what you're talking about there is 
you then have control. What, what if you're blaming it on something else, an external, like oh, I didn't have control of that, and blaming someone else, you will never be able to take action on it because you're not taking responsibility for it. Is what you're referring to, isn't it? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I feel like that's all that needs to be said. It's, you don't need to overcomplicate it. And I think if you look at it though, and this will be in the majority of cases, the person who fails the most is the person who will win. Yeah. If you look at any person successful, they will have made mistake after mistake after error after failure after mistake after error. And mm-hmm. they they learn from that. But the, the important thing is, yeah, you learn something from it. But the most important thing is that you keep going. Most people will stop and quit after making a mistake or after har- having an error. The people who win are the people who just keep going through those errors and failure. And again, I think... Yes, your confidence can be knocked when you fail at something, but you can't. You got to you got to look past those errors and believe that even if my confidence is knocked, I can change. And again, no one is born confident, mm-hmm. and there's that's why I don't just don't believe in determinism. And your confidence can be knocked. It doesn't mean you can't be confident again because of errors, but. It's, it's not going to come along like a bus and serve itself on a plate. You've got to get back on the bus and keep going, even if you make mistakes and errors. You've got to get back on that horse and ride like a rodeo. That was that was brilliant. Um, yeah. I just kind of made that up on the I've spot. Never... Then. I told you, I've never I'm, heard a, that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm becoming... A philosophical genius. I wouldn't say genius. I would. Well, that's uh, very complimentary. I'll, I'll tell you I that. know, he's bushing, but... <laughs> Okay, so with the next question, we only have a couple more. Believing I am not good enough. Now, when I wrote this question out before, the first thing that I thought was the words good enough. So, okay, so what is good enough? What are you comparing your good enough to? Are you comparing it with somebody you've seen on Instagram are you comparing it to your brother your sister your friends I think the word good enough really it baffles me because I don't know what you're comparing that you aren't good enough to or believing that that you aren't good enough to I think sometimes people believe not good enough again from past experiences and again going back to the last question failure Mm -hmm. and stuff because you can have a past failure and you feel like oh, I'm not good enough because I've failed at this before. And then what you do is then you you manufacture fear and stress and anxiety because then that stops you from doing it and, and believing that you can do it. It's almost like a subconscious mental block. And again, that obviously falls massively back to comparison. And like we were just talking about before, yeah, we're, definitely. we're speaking at IFS events. I thought that wasn't good enough because I was basing my performance it felt on, like it felt like we shouldn't have been there on other people yeah 100% and I've read this quote from the from the book I want to include it in the podcast and probably is now quite a fitting time to talk about it from the book The Courage to Be Disliked and it I was saying it to you the other day on Saturday and I kept saying it to you and kept saying it to you and I think it kind of slowly sunk into your head <laughs> and it's about dancing in the moment yeah it's a great quote isn't it's it? a great quote yeah so what does this mean it basically means that stop thinking I will be confident or be happy when I do this or when I look like this or when I look like that. 
again same uh, the same with happiness i'll be happy when i arrive at point b when i have a six pack or whatever it may be what if you don't get to point b will you never be happy will you never be confident because you've never got there you're basing confidence and happiness on a destination and if instead you decide to just dance in the moment and be confident in that moment and just just tackle it and again take action before long you'll look back and think fuck me I've danced my way this far. I've done pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Just, I just, just, you just so, envision me dancing. No, it's just, well, yeah, but it's it's so true what you're saying. And I think that the book that Ren, Ren Ben is reading, I always put my I've words read. into one. Read it. Ben has read Is the Crows to Be Disliked, another book recommendation mm-hmm. that I definitely need to have a read of but it's so truthful you need you need to be happy and confident where you are now not thinking you're only going to be happy when you get to x y and z because yeah. how do you know what how happy you're going to feel when you hit x y and z you don't exactly. know well this is again this was included in the book as well i think i give you this example before of the violinist oh yeah brilliant so again you can look at someone who's maybe really successful and be like they were so dedicated this this this, this, this that the violinist um they always had this goal of joining this the queen's orchestra i don't know i'm not very good with music mm, whatever, we'll whatever. That, yeah. yeah we'll use that as an example during the queen's orchestra and they must have been really goal driven done this done that been perfect when in perspective of it they haven't they've just lived every moment they've lived every note They've lived every... Is it a symphony? I don't fucking know. They've lived every symphony. They've lived every song. They've been in the moment. They've just enjoyed it. They've yeah. they've focused and concentrated on each performance. And then that has just led them to get better and better and better. And eventually they've looked back and gone, fuck me, I'm now in the Queen's Orchestra. They haven't just externally looked at that point B and gone, I'm not good enough until I get there. They just focused on that piece of music, on that song, on that note at that time. I think that really applies to sport and fitness as well. You have the top athletes in the world. They go to every training session and put their all into every training session, whether it's an athletic track, whether it's a swimming pool. You're putting your all into it. You're not just constantly thinking, okay, if I don't get there, I'm just going to be miserable. You, you're, doing, you're doing it. Yeah. You're doing the process. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's very relevant to, to fitness and sport. 100%. So... Yeah. so- with that you're talking about action again and like i said before sometimes people become unconfident from past experiences but sometimes looking too far ahead knocks people's confidence because you get nervous mm-hmm. about how far you still gotta go so that brings up the feeling of nerves and fear and going back to that violinist cut again for example if for example now the violinist is on stage with a massive spotlight on them he, he can't see the back of the room and hundreds of people that are watching him, which would make him nervous. Instead, all he can see is this huge spotlight shining into his eyes and on himself, which makes him just, all I can do is concentrate on what I'm doing and playing this piece of music. This is basically how we have to see ourselves when we do things. Stop looking so far ahead that it makes us nervous and simply you keep focusing on taking the action that we're on the things we're doing right now. Love that. that that's yeah. another i think that, did i take that from the book yeah i think i took that from the book somewhere yeah obviously the book recommendations from this podcast so far are the courage to be disliked mm. what was the brilliant first one, one that one by what the way was the first one that we spoke about oh the chimps paradox yeah that's that's well. my favorite one this this one's a little bit 
out there and some of the theories I don't agree with all of them but it's got some really good narratives that you can take away and apply definitely now our final question is keeping up with the dedication other people have which I believe to be a very interesting question because I think every single individual person has different things that will dedicate them and that will drive them and that will motivate them I used the example before this is quite a rogue example but I fucking love that word rogue rogue I do I just fucking mm, rogue rogue wow I am very dedicated to health and fitness because it is my job and it is my job to change people's lives so I'm very very dedicated to my workouts for example and my nutrition Now, you have somebody who is a zookeeper. They are looking after animals, their animal welfare. They're very dedicated to their animals. Now, that was a very two-end-of-the-spectrum side thing, but what I'm trying to say to you is you cannot have the same level of dedication as every single person you see because you aren't that person. You don't know their why. You don't know why they're doing what they're doing. You don't know the drive behind why they're doing what they're doing. I think you have to find your own dedication just not compare with other people for example you might have taken this from seeing some people do an instagram live every day and you're thinking oh my god i wish i could join in with that live every day that's not your job to have to do that every day you don't need to be dedicated to every single live workout just because one of your peers is taking it Mm. and i think that's really important that you find your own drive and motivation 100 percent, 100 percent. i think Again, you can probably compare that to motivation. There's a difference between dedication. Dedication. You're doing what I do when you put two words in one. (laughs) Dedication and motivation because when you... I love that dedication. When you are dedicated to do something, it's almost like become a habit and it's subconscious because you just... Like we're dedicated now to work out in the morning. We know what the... Our, our routine is we know how it's going to benefit us so we just we're dedicated to doing it whereas i think with motivation it's something that you've got to find and you've got to conjure up to do to make yourself do something so there's a specific difference between the two and when you're dedicated to just taking that action again you'll you'll do so but i think that again lucy knows more about is f- forming habits and i think when you're dedicated to something it's all it's almost like you form that habit and it's just there isn't it Yeah, I think what you have to remember is, so the question here was keeping up with the dedication. You're not keeping up with anyone. Your only competition, in retrospect, is yourself. So you're keeping up with yourself, which shouldn't be a phrase. You have to form new habits and routines and strategies for yourself. And to form a habit, it's the frequency. So, for example, I've been in sport since I was 10 years old. You, you might struggle keeping up with me with my attitude and dedication to sport and fitness because I've been doing it for 13 years. It's It's been engraved within me. Now, you don't need to keep up with anyone except yourself. You set your own habits to build a strong, positive habit. It's about the frequency and how often you are performing that habit, not 66 days. You could do a habit twice in 66 days. It's not going to change anything. Doing a habit frequently and finding something that drives you and that motivates you is massively, massively important. And all these questions, I feel, they have an underlining of comparing yourself to other people. I feel there's, in all the questions, even that keeping up the dedication other people have. Don't 
have the courage to be disliked like ben said you don't have to compare yourself to other people they don't they don't care no nobody cares about comparing to each other that is just within yourself and i've massively enjoyed this podcast because i feel even myself i've taken a lot away from it because you open up and you you talk about it to someone yeah. i think this pot this podcast is such a good topic because i feel like with anything or with most things in life it's confidence that stops the majority of people doing it mm-hmm. not because they don't know how to do something like for example if i want you to take one thing away it'll be this for, and this is on a personal note i or we are just fucking winging it i haven't got a fucking clue <laughs> like i wasn't confident in running the podcast i didn't know i haven't had a clue to fucking do it i just read it on google and just i was like we'll just fucking do it with running a business i haven't got a business degree i didn't know what i was doing i just wanted i just knew i wanted to do it i took action and just did it again with with being a coach and what i do now coaching people i've i've gained experience obviously yes i've done courses i've done my reading but for example in the fitness industry what you'll get is there's probably a lot of good people who could be really good coaches but what they do is they hold themselves back by basing their career or basing when they should help people on how many books they've read or how many qualifications they've got or or if if they've got a master's or PhD Mm -hmm. in fucking nutrition you don't need it like when is it when is enough enough how many qualifications do you have to have before you feel confident in what you're doing I've got uh, level three in personal training like I haven't got uh, apart from like self-learning and other stuff I don't have masses of qualifications like I said I haven't got a business degree stop basing what you're going to do and your confidence on the qualifications or the thing that you have to have behind you to justify what you're going to do just like I said we are fucking winging it there's there's a lot of stuff in life that you will only learn via doing it and again you just gotta have the courage to dive in and even if people give you shit for it fuck them again make mistakes make failures and stop basing your confidence on materialistic things or the opinions of others i'm literally smiling the whole way ben said that because it is so true and you guys on the podcast even if you're new here you know we're very honest and we like to share our experiences because we think that's really important to share what we've been through, X, Y, and Z. And I think it's important just to be real and relatable to. Yeah. Like oh, a, 100%. Because it, it encourages other people just to do it then as well. Like, what, why shouldn't you have a, go to, have a go of it? You don't need to wait until, obviously with some things you need to have certain regulations and qualifications to do stuff legally. But why shouldn't you have a go, a go at doing other stuff? Why shouldn't you put yourself out there? It's, yeah. it, it's only really confidence or comparison that's holding you back from doing it and on that note what a beautiful way to finish the podcast we really enjoyed this episode and we just hope you did as well as always a massive thank you for sharing it on instagram on mm. facebook linkedin tweets we've we've seen it all leaving reviews we really you're helping us push up the charts appreciate big, big it yeah we're, we're pushing up on the uh, fitness charts which is which is just truly incredible and we really do appreciate you all this podcast which i probably should have said at the start is sponsored by the my coach school which is our coaching school if you want to check that out it is www.mycoachschool.com 
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Also, just on that note, I'll let you into a little secret. We're going to be running a free five Ooh, yes. days little challenge. And it's, it's not going to be as much about making results in regards to biggest deadlift, most body fat loss. It's going to be a five day challenge where we want to help you install some habits into your routine and make those habitual by having some cues and rewards so it's going to be a bit of a different challenge inside a a small facebook group that we're going to run but we'll give you more information when that arises in the meantime again if you would like any information on one-to-one coaching with me and lucy feel free to drop us an email over to info at mycoachschool.com and again i know lucy's touched on already with the reviews and the feedback please if you can just drop a, a 30 second review on the podcast purely for the fact that I've been sitting here for an hour with a bad back and a sore knee and it would mean a lot to me yeah I mean you can't really get a better reason than that and we hope you have a wonderful day evening wherever you are in the world and we'll catch you soon bye guys bye guys